The Guardian. Welcome to Science Weekly, where we're exploring some of the scientific questions surrounding the coronavirus outbreak. Thank you for all the questions you've sent us so far. We'd love to keep hearing from you, so do contact us using the form we've set up. Head over to theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions, all in one word. In today's episode, we'll be looking at something that a few of our listeners have got in touch about, pregnancy. Having a baby can be confusing, even stressful at the best of times. So we wanted to find out what we currently do and don't know about the impact of COVID-19 on pregnancies. Even though the small amount of data we have so far on pregnant women is pretty reassuring, it always reminds me that we can't be too sure of this early on. We need more data. Can I say hello? So <laughs> I'm Sarah, Sarah Bosley. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Sonia. I'm very good. I hope you are too. To find out more, I spoke to Sonia Rasmussen, a professor in paediatrics, public health and epidemiology at the University of Florida. Sonia, could you tell me how much evidence do we have at the moment on how pregnancy might be affected by COVID-19? What we have as information right now is pretty limited. We have a small number of cases from China, but we really don't have a lot of information. So what we're having to depend on right now is what we know from other infections like influenza during pregnancy and then other coronaviruses like SARS and MERS. There is one really nice, small but nice study that compares uh, pregnant women to non-pregnant women at the same ages with SARS. And what that showed is that pregnant women do get more sick, they are more likely to need a breathing tube, and they've been shown to be more likely to die. So I think based on SARS, which, as you know, the reason why the coronavirus disease 19 virus is called the SARS-CoV-2 virus is because it has a lot of similarity to the SARS virus, is that that does cause increased risk to pregnant women. So you know, they're not exactly the same virus, they're not the same disease, but it does suggest, I think, that even though the small amount of data we have so far on pregnant women is reassuring, it always reminds me that we can't be too sure of this early on. We we need more data. And I know that there are several groups that are starting to collect data on pregnant women, and so hopefully we'll be able to answer this question better in the future. Do we know whether viral infections can actually pass through the placenta? And are there some that don't? It looks like from COVID-19, from a very small number of cases, that so far we haven't seen any evidence of that. We know, for example, Zika virus, we know that crosses the placenta and actually can cause damage to the baby. Um, For influenza, we don't think that the influenza virus very often crosses the placenta. That doesn't mean it can't have adverse effects on the baby, though. Um, Moms who get fevers have an increased risk of having a baby with a neural tube defect like spina bifida or anencephaly, especially fevers in the first trimester. In moms with influenza, we've seen that who get very sick, who end up in an intensive care unit, their babies can have adverse effects like they might be born prematurely or they might have a low birth weight at the time that they're born. But we don't know any of these things at the moment for COVID-19, do we? We don't. We aren't seeing the same sort of findings that we saw early on with H1N1 flu, where 
pretty quickly it was clear that pregnant women were getting more sick than the general population. We were seeing pregnant women then died. And in fact, um, the second person to die in the United States during the H1N1 pandemic was a pregnant woman. So we're not seeing that kind of thing. The small number of cases that have been reported from China appear that pregnant women are affected in a similar way to the general population. Um, but of course, that includes older people. So we aren't really looking at comparing apples and apples. What we really need to know is, is a pregnant woman versus a non-pregnant woman of the same age, how do they get affected by uh, COVID-19? So it really is best for pregnant women, like all of us, to not get COVID-19 if possible. Sorry, I had to get my public health message in there. (laughs) Absolutely right. Um, It's surprising how the human body survives a pregnancy, though, isn't it? Women are very resilient. That's true. That's true. Although what we know is that for women to tolerate a pregnancy, so a fetus has antigens that are from the dad, then the mom has to carry those antigens in her body. And it's almost like an organ transplant, but without the transplant medications. So the woman's immune system has to change so that she can tolerate that fetus. And that means that sometimes women handle viral infections differently. I'm I'm aware that uh, with HIV infection, the risk is not actually so much for the the baby in the womb as the baby being born. So it's the actual passage down the birth canal that's the problem. Could could we have something similar happening here? Yes. We know from other infections that you have to think of three different times. You have to think of the potential exposure during the pregnancy. Does that virus pass across the placenta into the baby? But there's also the passage through the birth canal. A lot of the babies that were born in the China case series were born by C-section. And the babies didn't have COVID-19, but was that related to the C-section or was that related to the fact that babies can't get it as they pass through the birth canal? Of course, there's also the possibility if a mom has coronavirus and she is holding the baby closely and potentially coughing, it's hard to not be coughing, and when your baby's right there in your arms, that it could be passed uh, postnatally too. Do we know whether there's any chance of transmitting the virus during breastfeeding? Does that happen with some viral infections? That does happen with some viral infections. We don't know for COVID-19. Again, there's been very small amounts of data that suggest that it isn't passed, but certainly not enough to make any decisions on. And you mentioned the flu vaccine, which is, of course, very important for pregnant women. But how can we be sure when developing vaccines for against COVID-19 that they will be safe for women without exposing them to the risks of clinical trials? Yeah, I think that's a difficult thing. I think once you know that the vaccine worked, I think it is important to include pregnant women in those clinical trials. We do know that vaccines are safe during pregnancy. So yes, I think it's ideal that you see that the vaccine works in other people. Then if it works, I think it is important for it to be tested in pregnant women too. Otherwise, they can't get it and then they can't be protected. And pregnant women need to be protected from these conditions. 
Obviously, from what you're saying, there's very little evidence still as to the impact of this coronavirus on pregnancy, newborns, and even young children. In the light of that, what advice or reassurance would you give to parents or to people hoping to be parents? Well, I think the advice for all of us right now is, if possible, to not get COVID-19. None of us want to get it. Even the youngest kids who seem to be less likely to be admitted to an intensive care unit or dying, they are still sometimes hospitalized. And certainly that young age group, that 20 to 44 age group, sometimes has been admitted to an intensive care unit and sometimes dies. The hard thing is that there isn't a vaccine right now and there aren't medications to treat uh, COVID-19. So really the way that we can prevent it is to prevent exposures. If you have to be out to be sure to wash your hands, uh, not touch your face, do all those things that you're hearing as public health messages to try to avoid getting COVID-19. We will get to the other side of this and uh, we know that there are things that we can do to prevent getting infected and that's what we all need to be doing right now. Thank you very much for those wise words. Sonia Rasmussen, thanks indeed. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks again to Sonia. Since recording this episode, a few studies have been published in the medical literature suggesting transmission of the virus during pregnancy might be possible. These were small studies, and it is also possible that the babies were infected after birth. Another study has also found evidence that antibodies to the virus may be transferred during pregnancy, but again, using a small sample size. Although there may still be unknowns, as the pandemic unfolds, scientists and clinicians will continue to collect and study data and begin to shed light on these vital questions. If you'd like more information, we've put a link to the guidance on COVID-19 and pregnancy from the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists on the webpage for this podcast. Just head over to theguardian.com and search for Science Weekly. To read, watch or listen to more coverage on the COVID-19 outbreak, do head over to theguardian.com and make sure to listen to our sister podcast, Today in Focus. Thanks for listening and do stay safe. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.